The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. All right, we're going to get back to this uh, this stuff after. Because it is true if you look at it. And you see, like, what load management in the NBA now. And um, I get it. It's all about money. But you sort of see who cares about only money. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, that's why, like, I lose respect for players that don't play unless, like, there's a reason, Right. Like, Framber Valdez was going to pitch. I don't know. He got hurt. Like, not seriously hurt, but he tweaked something, and he was like, I can't. Like, Luis Castillo got a million, $180 million or something, and the Mariners, same thing. There were there were concerns about his arm and blah, blah, blah. So I, I get it at times, but the, the dismissiveness of the Americans, as George noted, they're all the top dudes aren't there. They should be embarrassed, like, watching you Darvish pitch and watching Otani pitch and watching Alcantara pitch. To me... They really should be embarrassed, and it would upset me if I was a position player, too, with these guys. Like, I'd look forward to hitting a home run. <laughs> like, I would not be like – I wouldn't be like buddies with dudes that, like, stiffed us and didn't play on the national team. That's my take. We'll get back to that uh, after. But that's the era we're in right now. Like, the NBA players are like that, right? They're like, no, I'm not going to play. Like, before, it was like Michael Jordan, like, wanted to play and smash the other team, right? Michael Jordan didn't need to play. But he did because he's Michael Jordan, and he knows, yeah, I got to play because I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> right? That's why I'm Michael Jordan because, yeah, I play in these things. Drives me nuts. Uh, all right, so NFL football. George, your Cowboys have been active. Uh, Twitter is blowing up about the new secondary with Diggs and Gilmore. Are you as excited to bring in Stephon Gilmore as everybody else is? Sure. I mean, uh, I don't think he's the player he once was, but he's still a good cornerback, and he's better than anybody Dallas could uh, have, right? Uh, we don't know what Anthony Brown was going to be like after coming, uh, tearing his Achilles tendon. He's a free agent, so they didn't want to bring him back. I mean, everybody else they put out there last year, just that wasn't very good. It wasn't very good. So now, uh, you know, what do we say in the NFL on defense? We either need to have, be able to cover for longer than three to four seconds or get to the quarterback. Well, the Cowboys can do both. Yep. I think they should be able to cover now. And the safeties are very good on Dallas, too. And we know they can get to the quarterback. So, theoretically, this defense, if it stays healthy, which is, of course, the big if for almost any team, should be very, very good. I would think better than last year, where they uh, averaged, what, 20.1 points per game given up. And I will take – I'll take 20 points again. Give me that, and I'll I'll take that and run. So, we've heard Mike McCarthy. It's pretty clear he wants to run the ball more, right? They're going to run the ball more, so – they're building on defense, and he's talked. He basically, I don't know, he kind of did throw him under the bus. When he said, he goes, Kellen thought it was a video game. <laughs> did you see some of his comments? He goes, well, Kellen's younger and kind of saw things as a video game. He goes, I think we, you know, I, I, we're going to do things a little more traditionally. I think he's, you know, point blank, we're going to run the freaking football a hell of a lot more. Um, I, I, you know, I, it's time for Pollard to become the star. Rushing attempts last year. What is he talking about? McCarthy's he wants nuts. to be number one. <laughs> Thing is, George, the Cowboys can sign this and that and do this. It always comes back to one one guy, doesn't it? Back to Doc again. 
Yep. Uh, hold on. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morancy. All right, we'll get George Kurtz out of here in a minute or two. So, uh, Kurtz is a Cowboy fan. And shout out to everybody listening in, in, in Texas right now. 97.1, the freak. Um, you know, so I like the Gilmore, obviously. Listen, and Diggs and Gilmore, you've got a guy that uh, Diggs gets burnt a lot. He gets interceptions. But now you've got a more solid foundation. So, Diggs can really sort of fly around and do his thing. Obviously, I like it. It's a great point that you raised. They can get to the quarterback. This improves the secondary. But really... Uh, when it, when it, with the Dallas Cowboys, this comes back to the offense, doesn't it? It comes back to Dak Prescott, honestly. Can Dak Prescott take that next step? Can they find a way as an offense to take that next step? Because I think the defense is going to be good enough. And we already saw them throw Dak under the bus after the San Francisco game. And I think that will only be the, the theme. Because I think Jerry thinks that we basically have a Super Bowl-caliber team. We need to get Super Bowl-caliber quarterback play now. I think he's right. You know, I'll, I'll agree with, Joe, with Jerry on that. I think Dallas, I, I would like to see Dallas add one more explosive offensive player. I think they do need that. Uh, there's a lot of noise about they going up to DeAndre Hopkins. We'll see. Uh, but they, I think they need to add someone like that. And uh, I think the team would be there. But you just said it. And I'll even give Dak this. I don't need him to take the next step. I need him to be the player he was before he suffered that calf injury against Minnesota two years ago. If he could just be that guy again, I think Dallas would be fine. But ever since that injury, he's not been good. For whatever reason, he's not been good. And even before that injury, he wasn't good in big games. He, yeah, for whatever, you know, he, he built some big games. I and mean, the last two playoff losses, uh, the last season and the season before, both to San Fran were both on deck. He played very poor in both games. It wasn't the defense's fault. They only gave up 20, oh, what, low 20s in points here. Dallas did next to nothing on offense here. Uh, Dak has to be better here. He just has to be. If you want to make that kind of money, hey, the quarterback, you either win with it, you lose with it. So that's the way the nature of the, of the game in the NFL. He hasn't played average. He's played poor in both games. And this is his history. Poor in big games. And he'll light it up against bad teams. That's great. You know, fantastic. you got to be good teams. You know, especially in the playoffs here. But Dallas, I mean, like I said, you had one more explosive player on offense. You get that other receiver there. I mean, even I, as, as a, what do you call me, a negative Cowboy fan, a pessimistic Cowboy fan, even I'll have a hard time outside of pointing about Dak, about pointing out that this team should be damaged. And I think McCarthy wants to sort of take the ball out of Dak's hands a little bit or figure if they throw the ball less, even though, as you stated, they still ran a lot. George Kurt, Sports Grid Radio and Television. Thanks, George. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. The Twisted Tuesday, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. Thanks to George Kurtzstuff for kicking it with us in the late night uh, hours. Dallas Cowboys uh, trade uh, for Stephon Gilmore. They re-sign uh, Van Der Esch as well. And listen, no one's going to argue this Dallas Cowboy defense isn't lit now. Gilmore's a great player. Diggs a great player. 
But, you know, Gilmore's better than Diggs. You know what I mean? Gilmore comes in now. Diggs is more of that flashy type of interception type playmaker. But uh, Gilmore's more of the shutdown corner. And you can get to the they, – they do have a pass rush. And now they've got a secondary as well. This defense incredibly impressive. That's the thing with the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones gets criticized a lot, but they do do a good job with their personnel for the most part. There's just something always just a little bit, you know, there's something missing in that missing piece. Was it the play calling? I thought Kellen Moore did a better job over the last couple of years. At some point, really, it just comes down to making plays, right? And Dak Prescott doesn't make enough big plays in big games. That's the thing with Dak. It's always been this way with Dak Prescott, right? Like, Dak Prescott doesn't win games for the Dallas Cowboys, you know what I mean? Like, he's – it's not like, okay, yeah, listen, we're down by 10, but don't worry, I've got this, I'm going to put point. you know. No, he's – you know what I mean? He's got a bad record against teams that, that are good, against teams with a winning record. His record is terrible, like, when he's trailing in a football game. Like, he needs – you know what I mean? They need to be, like, front runners and just beat the crap out of you. And you know what I mean? I'm not saying you can't win with Dak Prescott. I'm not, and I'm not a Dak Prescott hater or basher. I think at times he gets overly criticized sometimes. But, you know, you're the face of the Dallas Cowboys and you're making all that money. It's You know, he, he understands that. It is what it is. But we've seen, we've seen with the Cowboys, their, their reluctance or, like, basically, look, they haven't signed. They, did, they weren't aggressive last year offensively, right? Because they think they already have enough. Now, I think they overvalue uh, C.D. Lamb a little bit. I think he's a very good player, but I don't think he's a stone-cold cut number one, you know what I mean, wide receiver. They shouldn't, you know what I mean? They should have if they signed Amari Cooper. And that's something with Dak as well. Dak liked Cooper. They had a good thing going, and Dak Prescott with Amari Cooper, without Amari Cooper, if you look at his record and his stats and stuff, like, that was a big loss for him. Uh, a massive loss. So, I'm not a Dak Prescott hater, but at the same point in time, whatever, the Cowboys are loaded, man. Right? Their defense is stacked. Their offense is good enough and has enough weapons. It really comes down to the quarterback now. And it comes back, and, and we'll see with McCarthy, you know, calling the plays. I think they're going to go more conservative and just, like, they're going to play smash mouth football, which might not be a bad idea because it'll limit Dak's turnovers. So I, I actually think the Cowboys are in a good position. But as we've seen, look what they did. Their own Twitter account was throwing them under the bus after the playoff loss. Like Jerry Jones, I get the sense, and I don't think it's just me, you get the sense that Jerry Jones thinks that, listen, you have enough weapons, you're supposed to be the superstar quarterback. So go out and win. Except you're better off trying to help them than sort of wanting him to fail or throwing him under the bus for failing. But it's a very similar situation with the Buffalo Bills, to be honest. Like, is Josh Allen better than Dak Prescott? Yes. Have they, Has he won any more big games than, than Dak? Not really. Right? I don't know. Playoff game here, playoff game there, playoff failure, playoff failure, playoff failure, playoff failure. You know what I mean? And it's, it's sort of a similar situation. Like, you see all these teams are, like, adding things. And, like, like, the AFC East, a good example, like, with the Bills. Like, look, the Dolphins are freaking stacked. Like, the Dolphins seemingly are just, like, obsessed with trying to, like, get back to the top here, whatever it takes. So they bring in Jalen Ramsey now. They're already loaded. So they bring in Jalen Ramsey. The Patriots aren't the same without Tom Brady. They're not like a big threat. You know, Mac Jones blows or whatever. Like, so we're, I'm not going to count the Patriots, but you look at the New York Jets. Uh, look at the Jets. So they bring in Al Lazard. You know, they're going to, you know, this Aaron Rodgers deal is going to get done. They wouldn't have just signed Lazard to a four year deal. So you know, this Aaron Rodgers stuff is coming now. So, like, oh, what do the Buffalo Bills do? What do the Bills do? It's almost like, what do you want them to do? What can they do? Right, That's what was frustrating about last year's failures for the Buffalo Bills because there comes a time at some point where it's like, okay, well, only if we had this and only if we had that, right? Well, no, what if you already have all that or you thought you did, right? 
No, it's clear the Buffalo Bills, what, what do the Bills need? The Bills, they need another wide receiver, as crazy as it sounds. They have Stephon Diggs and a bunch of just sort of dudes. And Josh Allen was good enough, but they, you know, you see in big games, it becomes a problem. Diggs gets double team and covered. No one else gets open. Davis got open in one game and stuff, and people thought he was great, but he just had one great game. But if you're the Buffalo Bills, like, what do you do after? What do you say? Well, well if we had that, or we got to get this, we got to do this, we got to do this. No. At some point, it's like, no, uh, are, they need to, the players need to perform and execute. And the coaching staff does as well. Like, just always adding things. So, like, you're like my point is, if you're the Buffalo Bills, you see everyone around you in the division is getting pretty crazy and stuff. So, Aaron Rodgers is coming to the division. Jalen Ramsey's in a division. The Dolphins are already really good. And if they didn't have the injuries last year, they might even, you know, they were that good type thing. Like, the Dolphins are knocking on the door. But if you're the Bills, it's not like, number one, they don't have any money. So it's not like the Bills can run out and, like, oh, what do we, you know, what, what they don't have a big counter, like, move to any of this stuff. The Bills just did restructure Stephon Diggs' contract today. Or the reports are it's about to be restructured. There was talk that Stephon Diggs was going to get traded potentially to the Cowboys. He's not, right? He's he's going to be a Buffalo Bill. He's not getting traded, and he's even redoing his deal and stuff so they can try to add some pieces. But at some point, it doesn't really matter what they add. It's on Josh Allen. It's on Sean McDermott, right? It's on Dorsey. Like, it's it's... You can do this, and you can do that, but, but you know, the, the NFL, we all know it's a quarterback-driven league, right? It's a quarterback-driven sport, and what it comes down to is the quarterback needs to, you know, they need to make plays. It's not, you, it's not oh, well, we got to sign DeAndre Hopkins. we got to get this. we got to get that. No, I mean, if you're paying a guy $50 million a year, the quarterback is supposed to make the wide receiver, not the other way around. And you see great quarterbacks do make, uh, like, just sort of average wide receivers good and can work with them. Aaron Rodgers threw everyone under the bus, but look at Mahomes. Right? Mahomes said, basically, he goes, that man, he goes, I got a bunch of rookies and this and that, but he goes, they all work hard. And he goes, it's actually, he goes, it's actually a challenge for defenses now because he goes, they don't know who we're going to throw the ball to because I don't know who I'm going to throw the ball to. That's what Mahomes said. He said before it was like everyone knew we were throwing it to Hill or Kelsey. Right? He goes, now, he goes, I don't know who I, I might throw it to Sky Moore. I might throw it to Hardman. I might throw it, you know what I mean? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I throw it to the open man now. And he said it was a challenge for defenses. See, that's taken a positive, And look, he won the Super Bowl. And look, they lost their receivers. And they were, and guys were in. Our boy Marcus Kemp was going in. Like, they were down to like their six and seven string players. Like, they had special teams guys, like, catching balls for them in the playoffs. So that's the whole thing, like, with like with, with Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's not like the Green Bay Packers weren't good. And it's not like the Green Bay Packers didn't have players. Yeah, they had young wide receivers last year. And I don't think it helped that you threw them under the bus all the time. But let's be real. The Packers didn't get to the Super Bowl numerous times over the recent years. Because Aaron Rodgers didn't play that good in, 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 in the playoff game, in the conference championship game. The late night anger management class, this is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. This is Sportridge. I am Gable Brand. See the pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. WBC baseball uh, continues, and we were discussing uh, the uh, the pitchers. And I see someone in our chat, uh, Chaconi. What's up, Gabriel Chaconi? I uh, said Cole threw seventy pitches uh, in Grapefruit League action, and let's just call it out for what it is. I mean, how can you? How can you not just basically say they don't love the game in the same way that these other dudes love the game? Or they don't, and I don't know why, because America is such a patriotic country, right? Yet we see this now. Like I said, like in basketball, the it's like you, you still have like, you know, great players on the Olympic team, right? You know, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Drew Holiday, et cetera. But, you know, LeBron didn't play. Right? Like a lot of the big stars didn't play in the Olympics because, you know, we're, we finally arrived. They just don't care. It just, let's just call it out for what it is. They don't care. And, you know, look at Otani. Otani is like the biggest free agent in the history of baseball. This guy is pitching and hitting for Japan. Why? Because he cares. He wants to compete. He wants to win. He wants to win with Japan. He wants to win the WBC because he's a competitor. These other guys, they're businessmen. Let's just call it out for what it is. Right? I've never, you know, Garrett Cole. And listen, Garrett Cole loves the Yankees. I will we'll give him credit for that. Remember, he started crying when he signed with him. Like, he grew up in these. So maybe to Garrett Cole, it's, you know, the Yankees, the Yankees, the Yankees, etc. But there's some guys I don't blame. Like, Jacob DeGrom's a good example. Jacob DeGrom always gets hurt, right? He's always hurt. So, there's certain players. Clayton Kershaw's older. He wanted to pitch. He couldn't get insurance. Scherzer, Verlander, they're old. They make a ton of money, and they're just about money, right? You know, Scherzer's like a hired gun assassin. He ain't pitching for free, right? Just one, you know what I mean? That's so, I sort of get some of these guys, but as a whole... I think it's pretty weak. And I lose respect for them. Because as I stated, look, man, you've got dudes that are like, guys are getting like, they're running through walls and stuff in this stuff. Right? Venezuela are super, super pumped. The Dominicans, super, super jacked up. The American roster is freaking loaded. It's an all-star team. You know, you got MVP after MVP. You know, great, uh, it's one great player after another. But it's just the the lack of passion with some of these uh, some of the American pitchers is pretty weak in my opinion. And you want uh, you want passion uh, in Japan, the South Korea, the South Korea Japan game and the um, and the WBC sixty sixty three million people watched. And are watching the Japan games. That was the highest rated one, but they're all crushing it. Basically, 44% of the country, 44% of televisions in Japan are watching the WBC when Japan plays. Like, that's like basically, you know, like, look, the Super Bowl was like 113 million people this year. 118 million people watched the halftime show with Rihanna. So, like, 5 million people, like, that aren't even watching the game tune in for the halftime show. So, you know, let's call it 100, whatever, 118 million people, whatever. But that's the freaking Super Bowl. So, think, like, so these baseball games in Japan are getting half of that. Some serious, like, that's uh, some big numbers. <laughs> it's some, some big numbers. 
I'm trying to get the, the ratings uh, here, and I see some of the preliminary ratings, actually. NASCAR Phoenix ratings hit a new low. NASCAR Cup Series racing from Phoenix averaged a 1.9 rating and uh, 3.39 million viewers on Fox, down 17% in the ratings and 15% of viewership from last year. And it was the lowest rated and least watched edition of the spring race dates going back to 2005. Wow. You know, they're not, it's not a horrible number that they have. Like getting 3.39 million viewers is not bad, but it's not as good as it used to be. I think NASCAR's problem, personally, is they don't have that sort of, they don't have the likable stars now. Like, who's who's the most popular guy? You know what I mean? Like, you had you had Dale Sr. and Dale Jr., you know what I mean? You had, uh, you had Jeff Gordon, you had Tony Stewart. You had a lot of, like, larger-than-life personalities and racers on on the circuit. Nobody knows who the hell William Byron is, right? Great driver. Great driver, right? Kyle Larson's not a likable dude. Uh, the Bushes aren't likable. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of dudes that people just don't like. Bubba Wallace, another guy, and they don't like some, you know what I mean? There's a lot of, like, how many NASCAR drivers are like, oh, that guy's really popular. Yeah, yeah, the fans love that guy, right? I don't even know, like, who's the, who's the face? You know what I mean? They almost have, like, a bunch of heels, but not even really, I don't know, not even, like, entertaining heels, though. Uh, as far as the um, the WBC is concerned, they actually had the uh, on Fox the highest, it was the highest baseball classic uh, TV viewership uh, for a, a group stage game since 2009. They're doing pretty good, actually. Like, like I said, this WBC, I was there. I was there, and um, listen, the Mexico game, there wasn't an empty seat in the house, right? That game, that game was like sold out, sold out, sold out. The Canada USA game that I was at last night, it wasn't sold out, but there weren't that many empty seats. Like the only empty seats were literally in the top section at the, you know what I mean, the top like back like. I didn't see the final attendance number. I mean, I'm guessing, you know, in the 30s type of deal. But the attendance has been very, very, very strong uh, for um, for for the the tournament, and it's going to be off the hook actually when it gets to uh, when it gets to Miami. I see the XFL hit new lows on Saturday. XFL. Saturday's XFL doubleheader averaged 405,000 and 343,000 viewers, respectively. Which is not not a great number. And, you know, you guys know I've been pretty supportive. I've been very supportive of the XFL. And uh, I want it to succeed. But I'll tell you, it's not picking up the traction type thing. Doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means, you know, I mean, it's going to take a couple of years of consistency. It's one of these deals where there's always going to be a market for this stuff, right? With the gambling community. But one thing with the XFL, their timing isn't great. You know, it's it, in theory, it seems like a good idea to... To like, okay, we're gonna just gonna right after the Super Bowl's over, we'll just sort of fill the void of football. But the problem is, you're going up against a lot of stuff all the time. Like the the XFL has had a lot of steep competition. Like in 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 their like even what was their first? I remember their first weekend there was something. There's always something going. Oh, it was the NBA All Star Game, right? Like they 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 went against the NBA All Star Game. They're going against. Um, you know, they're going against NASCAR. They're going against NBA. They're going against college basketball conference tournaments. That's another one. So, like, if you're, you know what I mean? Like, if if there wasn't, like, you know, 50 million basketball games on that are all coming down to the buzzer and you know all the teams and you've been betting all year and the XFL game is on at the same time, you're probably going to end up watching the, you know, the college basketball. 
Like, were you watching a Big Ten championship, the Pac-12 championship game, or the XFL game, right? And I get it because the, the networks want counter-programming, right? Because, okay, we, you know, we got we to gotta air something, too. But it puts the league in a tough spot when you're always in. Look at now. Now you're, now you're the XFL. You're going up against the, the NCAA tournament for the next weeks now. So unless you hate college basketball, look, I, lo- I like the XFL. I, you know, the quality of play is, is good. But, you know, what are you going to be watching on, uh, on the weekend? You're going to watch March Madness? Like, look, I think on third, there actually, there's a game on Thursday night, actually, in the XFL on TV. All right, you're going head-to-head with the opening night of, of the tournament. How the hell are you going to get good ratings? Right? So, in a way, I'm sort of I'm defending the league here in a sense. The networks are putting them in a tough spot, man. Right? Like, the net, if these games were more isolated... If they would have waited a little bit, you know what I mean? I don't know in the ideal because now, but the U, put it this way. The USFL has a cleaner path. Like the, when the USFL starts, they're actually, I think their schedule is a little wiser. They're really, what are they going up against? They're going up against baseball games, right? And whatever. It's a different audience, baseball and football. And yeah, you got the playoffs too of, of, of NBA and, and NHL, but they have more isolated moments than the XFL. The XFL has been buried. I guess that's, that's the best way of putting it. The XFL is always head-to-head against something all the time. One more life, one last time, blow your mind. You can't sleep, But the television numbers matter more than, like, attendance, like selling tickets. You're better off having a bunch of viewers than selling a bunch of tickets. The late night anger management class. This is SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. My name's Bobby, and I am an addict. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better at it. Oh, yeah. The late night anger match because this is sports rage. I am Gable Varenzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people who bust them, and everybody else in between. All right, uh, we've got <clears throat> WBC baseball uh, tomorrow, and uh, we got more March Madness as the the first four continues. I want to go over the brackets a little bit. Chris Monter was with us earlier, and uh, we were going over the odds, taking a look at some of the games. I'm just looking at the World Baseball Classic uh, odds. We don't have a number yet for Canada, Mexico. Cuba's minus 370 over Australia. Australia's plus 280. The total is nine. Run line is a two and a half. 
uh, tomorrow. Australia and Cuba's World Baseball Classic continues. So we were going over the odds uh, for for the for each region. So who's going to get to the final four? And the East region, this is this thing is like a real. You can hang your hat on a couple of teams here, and you're getting pretty good odds actually. So the Purdue Boilermakers are plus three hundred. And I know that the computers and the Ken Palm this and all that and all the net this and all that, all their number stuff that loves Purdue, but it's hard to buy into Purdue, isn't it? Are Purdue really going to win six games in a row? I don't think they are. The Big Ten hasn't won in like 23 years, so I'm not sure why people think the Purdue Boilermakers are going to be the ones to do it. Yeah, they have a great player and they've got a big man and stuff, but I don't think they're deep enough. And um, I think Marquette, I think Marquette are better than they are, to be honest. Marquette are a dangerous team, right? Shaka Smart is a great coach who's been in the tournament. He knows, like, he's a good tournament coach, right? He's almost a better tournament coach than um, than regular season coach, even though they had a great regular season. But you know what I'm saying, right? Shaka Smart's one of these guys that's like, yeah, man, if he gets in there, watch out. He's gone on some runs before. And he's got the kids to do it. They're a balanced team, Marquette. Right? They've got they've got big dudes. They've got dudes that can shoot. They're good defensively, like tenacious. Uh, Prosper from Montreal is is like a tenacious pit bull on you know sort of Lou Dort style. They've got a great coach. Like I said, they're just they're this is a this is a very dangerous Marquette team. They're plus three seventy. They're the ones that catch my eye in this group here. You got Purdue at plus three hundred. Marquette at plus 370. Tennessee is plus 550. The Duke Blue Devils are plus 650. Kentucky. Listen, Kentucky are also a dangerous team. Kentucky are 8 to 1. Kansas State are a dangerous team at 12 to 1. Michigan State, wait, listen, we've seen Izzo go on runs before, right? Izzo is another one of these coaches at Michigan State that they sort of punch above their body weight uh, when they get into the NCAA tournament. Uh, Memphis is 15 to 1. We know that they can uh, play with anybody. They can also lose to anybody. That's what I'm saying. Like this this region has a lot of teams, man, that could like could, that could beat anybody. Right? Or they could lose, but um, you know, I guess what I'm saying is any one of these teams could beat each other. Florida Atlantic are no joke. Like Florida Atlantic are a good team. You know, you get USC, okay, USC are good but not great. Providence are good, not great. Um, Oral Roberts, people are, you know, they're, they're, they're always trendy. I'm going to pop open a bracket uh, here. I have not done a bracket, and we've actually run a few brackets in the past. So I, I see I, what I did to save from the other. Um, we've run brackets in the past. I don't know, it kind of snuck up on us. We we're on the road and stuff, so I don't think we're going to be doing it. I know Sports Grid's got a bracket uh, contest and stuff. Maybe I'll enter that. Um, I'm more interested in the betting and stuff. Like, people with the brackets and all this. Yeah, whatever. Like, it's all cool. It's fun and stuff. But to me, I'm like, yeah, yeah let's pick some winners, okay? <laughs> let's, I'd rather, you know, I'm going to be betting a lot of money on this tournament. So, I'm more concerned with picking winners at each game and stuff than I am with the bracket. But, you know, looking at the bracket, looking at the bracket, as we were saying. So, you got Purdue. Uh, Purdue gets the winner of uh, Texas. Um, Texas Southern and uh, FDU. So Purdue are going to move on. I told what Florida Atlantic and Memphis. That's going to be a battle. People talk about the twelve fives, the eight nines. The, the eight nines are the games that are always like the you know what I mean. Like it's going to be decided at the buzzer type of thing. As good as Memphis are, I think FAU can uh, can knock them off. You know what? I'm going to put FAU in my bracket here. FAU beats Memphis. and um, But then Purdue beats FAU. Duke is going to beat Oral Roberts. Tennessee is going to win. Duke and Tennessee, that's a tough game. Duke, Tennessee. You know what? I'll take Duke. And then it would be Purdue versus Duke. And I think Purdue would beat Duke. You've got Kentucky and Providence. I think Kentucky beats Providence. Kansas State. 
Uh, Kansas State wins their opening game. And then I got Kentucky beating Kansas State. So Kentucky would uh, move on. I got Michigan State beating uh, USC. Marquette beats uh, Vermont. And then Marquette beats Michigan State. And then that would set up a um, Marquette and uh, Kentucky matchup. And I think Marquette would beat Kentucky. And then that sets up uh, Purdue versus Marquette to go to the Final Four. And uh, I've got Marquette going to the Final Four. I haven't bet this yet. Right? I haven't bet this yet. Uh, but I'm looking at this right now and I'm thinking, you know what? This, they're the ones I like. They're the ones I like uh, to come out of this group the most. I like their path. I like the matchups. I think they're better than Purdue. And uh, we're getting plus 370 right now at FanDuel. Marquette, plus 370 to go to the Final Four. What, whatever, win the win the bracket, go to the final four. It's the same damn thing, right? Win win the region. So uh, yeah, Marquette plus three seventy. That's going to be a fun group. That group. But I've got Purdue. I don't think Purdue are going to flame out right away or anything like that. But I think Marquette will knock them off. Now, as far as the the South is concerned. Alabama's going to beat A&M Corpus Christi. Maryland, West Virginia, I don't know. Like, that's like, you know what, I'll take Maryland, but that's a complete, that's an 8-9 toss-up, right? San Diego State will beat Charleston. Alabama will then beat Maryland. San Diego State and Virginia. That's going to be like, man, those teams are similar. This is, you know what I'll do, this game, I'll tell you, in the bracket here, I'll fill in Virginia, but I'll be taking the points. Like, if Virginia is, like, five-point favorites or four-point favorites, you know what I mean? I think it'll be so close, like, I'll be taking the underdog in that game, and I think San Diego State will be getting a couple of points. It's sort of like the game tomorrow night um, with, with Nevada, with, with Nevada and ASU. This game is such a toss-up. Like if Nevada were, if Nevada were minus two and a half, I'd be thinking about Arizona State. Arizona State are the ones that are two and a half point favorites, so I'm thinking about Nevada almost. Like it's just that close type of deal, you know. Sort of like Pittsburgh and uh, Pittsburgh uh, tonight, Mississippi State and Pittsburgh. All right, we took that plus two and a half, knowing man, this game is going to come down to like you know. They might lose at the buzzer. They might win at the buzzer. It's one of those deals. You'd just rather have the points. Like, are, are Arizona State just going to roll Nevada tomorrow? I don't think so. I think we'll have one of these classic sort of crazy March Madness games. It'll be right around, you know what I mean? It'll be 68-66 or something. It'll be tied at 66, and someone's going to have the ball. And like, I think it just comes down to, to, to the wire. But I am I am liking the path for Marquette. I like Marquette's uh, path. So we've got Alabama, Maryland here, Alabama, Virginia. I think Alabama beats Virginia. Creighton, NC State will take Creighton. Baylor beats Santa Barbara. Creighton beats Baylor, even though it's a six-three. I'll take Creighton. Man, everybody loves this Utah State team. They're so trendy. You know what? I think they'll beat Missouri, too. I hate to be the a hipster like this, but all right. But, uh, man, Utah State-Arizona will be a fun game, actually. But Arizona's going to beat them, and then it'll be Arizona versus Creighton. Arizona beats Creighton. Actually, you know what? Maybe that's the one. We've got there's got to be some upsets along the way. I think Arizona are vulnerable, actually. I know they just won the, the the conference tournament and stuff, but I think they could get bounced. And um, yeah, so you know we got to have a couple of them. It can't just be one two one two all the time. So let's go Alabama Creighton, but then Alabama beats Creighton, and that puts Alabama in the final four against Marquette. So I've got Alabama and Marquette. 
Uh, Houston's going to beat Northern Kentucky. Although, I'll tell you what, Northern Kentucky plus the 19.5 could be worth a look. I think Iowa will beat Auburn, but then Houston will beat Iowa. Miami and Drake. I know everyone loves the Drake. Miami will beat the Drake. Indiana is going to beat Kent State. I know Kent State are trendy, too. I don't mind you know betting on them, but as far as a bracket is concerned, I'm just sort of trying to get the, the winners of each region going here. Indiana-Miami is a battle. My, I'll take Miami. Then you're going to have Houston and Miami. That'll be a real battle, too. I think Houston could be vulnerable, actually. But let's say Houston beats Miami. Iowa State and Pittsburgh. I think Iowa State beats Pittsburgh. Xavier beats Kennesaw State. Iowa State beats Xavier. Texas A&M beats Penn State. Texas beat Colgate. Texas beats Texas A&M. Texas then beats uh, Iowa State. And then we've got Houston versus Texas. Ooh. You know what? I'm going to stick to my guns. I'll say Houston beats uh, Texas. And that gets Houston into the Final Four. Now we blast through the West. Kansas beats Howard. Illinois beats Arkansas. Kansas beats Illinois. St. Mary's beats VCU. UConn beats Iona. UConn beats St. Mary's. TCU. Actually, you know what? I think that's a tough one. There's always one of these playing teams that goes on a run. I think the winner of Arizona State and Nevada could beat TCU, actually. But either way, Gonzaga. So Grand Canyon, the Lopes get the Zags. Gonzaga's going to beat them. And I think Gonzaga would beat either whoever anyway. So Gonzaga's going to advance out of that little. All right, up gets Gonzaga there. Northwestern Boise. Let's go with uh, Boise to beat Northwestern State. UCLA's going to beat Asheville. UCLA beats Boise. UCLA beats Gonzaga. Kansas beats UConn. Kansas beats UCLA. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Thanks to our guests tonight, Andrew McCannis, George Kurtz, Chris Monter. Filling out a bracket right now, and we are going to pull the trigger. I am taking Marquette at plus 370 to win their, their region. I think they're a dangerous team. Pretty good value, plus 370 to win four basketball games. And I tell you what, I get the feeling that Marquette, I'm going to make the national championship game, actually. 
Alabama versus Marquette. That's so. That's what I have. My final four right now could be subject to change. Alabama tomorrow night we'll lock it in. And Matthias, get your bracket ready tomorrow night. We'll get Matthias's picks. Um, but as it is now, I just sort of went through this and I've looked at it. You know, I've sort of this isn't the first time, but. So I've got Alabama playing Marquette to go to the championship and Houston versus Kansas. And I think Kansas would beat Houston. And let's say Marquette beats Alabama. And then the national championship is Marquette versus Kansas. And the Kansas Jayhawks go back to back. That's been my pick. I've got I've, that was my that's my big future. I've got Kansas. Now a lot of times you worry about players' health. We got to worry about Bill Self's health here. But I think Kansas. I think Bill Self is going to not retire, but I think he's going to start to like um, he's, he's going to start to finally get the credit he deserves. Look, he's won two championships yet. Because he only won one before, somehow it was sort of like the Dodgers and Dave Roberts, right? Like, if you only win one, well, but you've had a lot of great teams. You should have won more than once. And he even admitted it. He goes, yeah, I've had, you know, with all the great teams I've had, I, yeah, I probably should have won more than once. But it's not easy to win. So then he got that second one. But people didn't really, you know what I mean? You don't get the credit still because whatever. I've always thought that Bill Self is a very underrated coach. He's one of the most successful coaches in college basketball history. And he has a chance to do something special here and go back to back and really just sort of cement himself and remind people, yeah, listen, I am one of the best college coaches ever. Other than that. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.